hey, I try to rehearse this part. And I, I, like, I knew, like, don't cry, keep it cool, you got a message to deliver. Like, I knew he was going to do something that sweet, you know. <laughs> but he is, he's the sweet one of both of us. <laughs> the, the, the chill one, the happy one. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, but hey, this this week was my my birthday, 28th birthday, um, and I feel like you know I'm transitioning between 20s to 30s, and so it's good. I feel really really good, and that's why I'm like so excited about today because I know God wants to, like with the message that I'm I'm, I'm I have prepared. Um, God wants to transition me out of this too, right? So that I'm going to um, give you two disclaimers for today, <laughs> okay? So you guys can give me grace because we're a church, right? Okay, the first one is English is my second language. Remember that. Um, so you're going to be hearing, you know, my accent with dictions popping in and out of my message. But don't worry, because Julie Rogers, which is our greatest uh, uh, team leader, she has put together all these amazing platforms. We, this message will be recorded and will be in uh, SoundCloud, Podcast, and Google Play. So if you have, like, what did she say? What? Like, you can go back and listen, you know, like, oh, that's what she meant. Okay, you know, so that's that for you guys. And the second one is uh, my message today is about anger. You can see that. And um, it's something that I'm still dealing with. So I'm not here today just like, oh, I, you know, I'm overcoming. I have, I have done, you know, it's done deal. I, I, I uh, went to the Lord and he took away all anger, which I know it, it, it can be done, right? I know it can be done. He's so powerful. It can uh, take that and root it out completely out of me. But I'm still dealing with it. And so I'm still struggling with it. And this is just a message more for um, really more for me. It's like accountability. Once it's out there, once I say it out loud, darkness cannot touch that. And so, uh, you know, I'm going to be accountable to all of you now. So whenever you see like a, you know, angry Latina look face, you can say, hey, you know, Sister Ali, I see you. I see you. <laughs> So, hey, so let's just, um, let's just pray. Lord, um, Holy Spirit, well, you're welcome here. I felt you in that song that says that you, you, you calm all the storm. And I just pray, Lord, that you calm the storm inside of us, that you pierce through our hearts this morning. Just let us, let us be still. Let us hear you even through broken vessels. Let us just take the gold, the goodness, your, your righteousness out of all of it, Lord. Let us retain the good and, and, and let us be out of here, Lord. Just change, really, with a change, heart, mind, and, and that this day is like forever remember 
that we, we really dug deep. You dug deep inside of us, and you rooted out everything that needs to be out, Lord. And it's in Jesus' mighty name I pray. Amen. Okay, so um, can you flip to the next? I think it's uh, my, no, that's not it. But um, my message, you see it, yes, you saw it yesterday. It's called Mixed Emojis. And I have like, you know, like a good millennial, I have like all different emojis in them. And, you know, there's like a happy face, like an angry face, like a, you know, a disgust face, everything. Because, you know, I am speaking out of anger, but there's a lot of emotions out there that you may not have. You know, like, um, uh, I don't know, uh, there's, a, I mean, a lot of them. I'm, 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 I'll be speaking out of anger, but there's this spirit of infirmity, spirit of fear, spirit of... Um, divination, bondage, hauntiness, um, heaviness, you know, and heavy, the spirit of heaviness, you, you battle that with praise, what we did just now. You praise your heart out, and the Lord just brings that liberty, you know, that is just, it's beautiful. So, Ephesians 4, verse 26 and 27 says, but don't let the passions of your emotions lead you to sin. Don't let anger control you or be fuel for revenge, not even a day. Don't let the slanderous accuser, the devil, give an opportunity to manipulate you. And this is out of the TPT, the Passion Translation. You can find those in your version because Julie Rogers, again. Yeah. She is a genius, and she put the, all of our notes on your version. So you can see that. And I think she put it under the TPT, too. And I just, I love that because I just get it, you know. And, and if you're going to be really studying or want to know more about the Lord, you need to know how, how do you uh, learn you, you, I learn best with images. You know, I'm a visual learner. And I feel like the TPT just gives me visuals. It's like, a, you know, it's, it's storytelling, the Bible for me. So it says, don't let your emotions lead you to sin. And there's something that Nathan repeats to me a lot. <laughs> and he says, Ali, emotions are great servants. But terrible masters. And, you know, amen. I, I love that because it's true. I mean, it can give you, they can give you this platform of like, you know, you go and you're happy and you're serving along, you know, like yesterday with your brothers and sisters and you have all these emotions that are really good that you can pour your heart out to the community. But whenever they take over and they control you, like, that's, that's not good. So, don't let anger control you. It's easier said than done for me. This, like, okay, like that's, that's easy to say. Paul or whoever wrote this, um, <laughs> you know, and 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 especially when uh, you fill in the blank, like, like what is that thing that makes you upset and angry? And I'm like, I tell you what, I am a clean freak. I got that from my father-in-law, um, which we're not related, but anyways. Um, 
I, I love to clean the house and keep it, like, clean and in order. And, you know, I'm, like, like, like cleaning the whole day because it's a big house. I'm cleaning the whole day. And here comes Nathan, right? And just like he's going to take a shower, he left, he left the clothes in the floor. <laughs> and then comes... And then comes Naomi, and she's eating breakfast, and there's crumbs in the floor. And there was no dishes in the sink, but now there's like one spoon that he used to to stir his coffee. I'm like, one spoon? One spoon? It takes you one second to clean that spoon. But no, he left it there. So I'm like, okay. You know, I mean, these are silly stuff, but I know that they can be anger, can be stirred by big stuff too. And I'm not going to put those, you know, okay. This is just like drops that, uh, you know, the drop that make that water, the glass of water overflow. And sometimes, like, I lose it. Like, oh, you did that? Like, you know, like, can you love your home? Like, can you love what I do, (laughs) you know? But, uh, I mean, it's serious. It's serious. So, um, but I love that. It says, you know, Verse, verse 27, don't give the slanderous accuser, the devil, an opportunity to manipulate you. This silly stuff or the big stuff are opportunity for him to come and manipulate you. And it has a foothold. Another verse, version says it has a foothold on you. Like, you know, don't, don't let that happen. You know, we're all subjects to anger or our emotions. It doesn't pardon age. I see it in my daughter. And probably it's because of me, you know, we, we pray that, that she doesn't carry that a generational uh, curse. Uh, I see it, you know, in, in culture, race, economic or social status. Like, it's everywhere. So we all have to deal with it. And, and, and I want to say this. Even our father get angry, gets angry. God gets angry, and, but his anger is good because he can, he's God. He cannot sin. So his anger is for that thing that is righteous. Bill Johnson, who, by the way, I have to tell this story. His birthday is on my birthday. Yes. So this Thursday, like a good millennial that I am, I went on my Instagram, and I start typing like a little memoir for him on his birthday, right? Saying that he's my spiritual father, which I meant, I, I really meant all those words. And then go, go to work that day on my birthday. Yes, adulting. I'm adulting because I went to birth <laughs> on my birthday. And um, I go there and we're in a meeting. And all of a sudden I hear like a vibration on my eye, on my eye watch. And I looked, and is Bill Johnson commenting on my post, (laughs) saying, thank you so much, in a heart, like, he loves me. (laughs) And I couldn't, like, we were in a very important meeting, and I'm like, you guys like this, look at this. (laughs) Like, I got to stop, but... I mean, he is one of my um, spiritual fathers. He's a mentor. Like, every book that is out there, I read or, you know, try to go into a podcast at Bethel Church, and I, I hear his messages. So it just ministers to me. 
And he said that God is angry at everything or anyone that interferes with his love. And that's true. And we see it now in this world. Like, you know, I see it now. Like, we're in a fallen world, of course, and we see, I see it in, you know, children, injustices, and in kids that are happening all over the world. And that breaks God's heart and makes him upset, makes him angry. And, you know, um, but good anger, of course, because he is God and he cannot sin. So, verse, uh, um, our, my first point is anger is a thief. And it steals your peace, joy, and time. There's been so many times, like, I can't count them, that uh, we've, like, planned to do something fun with Nathan, and he just said something that upset me. And all that joy and time we had together, which, you know, with kids now, it's, like, limited. Like, it's, I, I, it was wasted because of my upsetness and anger. And so, I'm like, okay. So, and it kills relationships, too. Angry people lose trust quickly. Trust me. That's a joke. (laughs) You know, because I'm angry. (laughs) Anger people lose trust quickly. Trust Trust me. me. (laughs) (laughs) Like, work on your jokes, Allie. (laughs) No, I'm kidding. Uh, anger will not go away on its own. This is the, the really um, uh, time that I want you to like be aware. Anger will not go away on its own or any other spirit or emotions that are attached to a sin. So that's why whole it's good for you. If you haven't come, you need to save the date and go register because it's already in our website. August 24th and 25th, 25th. Uh, just come to whole because, you know, for these spirits, they need to be rooted out. They need to, like, be dealt with in a deeper matter than just, you know, this 45 minutes or 40 minutes that I, one is speaking over here. I, I now really have another level of respect on my husband because I was just, you know, studying and preparing for this. And I'm like a pressure pot. Like I'm a, like I have all this information that God has given me and all these ber- wonderful verses and quotes that I'm like, how, like, how am I going to do this? Like, how am I going to say all of this? And, you know, there's so many more things. Like it, this is only like 10 pages, but you know, you, you, go, you go study on yourself, but also you need a, this community. Yeah. You, know, you need yeah. accountability. You need yeah. someone to walk you through steps of freedom so you can be dealt with uh, all your stuff. Uh, so, um, so dealing with anger, especially deep-seated anger, requires two things. This is something. It's just something I've learned. Like, my two things that I, um, that Ali is required to overcome this anger is two things, surrender and repentance. And I have a story on surrender. And we were on a mission trip 2016, December 2016. And it was a, it's a season of trans, uh, transition, too, because we were transitioning out of uh, the church he used to be pastor of, uh, one of the pastors of into planting this church. So I knew that I needed a word 
for 2017. So, you know, I'm like praying and asking God, give me a word, Lord. Give me a word. And, you know, that's kind of like, okay, if he gives me a word, I'm going to be, you know, subject to that word. I'm going to study all all about the word. And that's what I like to do, like buy books about surrender. I mean, uh, books about this word, which the word is surrender. And so he was, and we were in Honduras, and I remember him speaking out of uh, Gideon. And it's one of his favorite messages, I believe, Gideon. You know, and, and Gideon needs confirmation after confirmation after confirmation. Like, is this the Lord? Is this the Lord? Is this the Lord? So God whispered to me the word surrender. And I was like, huh, I don't like that word. <laughs> it's just so tough like you know like surrender how am I gonna surrender like this is just hard so I'm um we come back from Honduras and I you know I go to my mailbox and get all the mail out put it in the kitchen counter and the the, you know the first thing I see is this advertisement of cotton patch with chicken tenders on them and it said, like, in big, bold, red letters, it says, surrender to the tender. <laughs> and I'm like, what? <laughs> That's my confirmation. Yes, okay. I hear you, Lord. <laughs> and Nathan still think he's the tender one. <laughs> I mean, I tell you, he's convinced. convinced he's the tender. Surrender to the tender. But he is not, is the Holy Spirit. <laughs> so, you know, I'm going to give you the roots of anger. To get rid of anger, we must identify its roots. And one, the first one is blame and shame. And another good quote of Bill Johnson says, the only way to become shame-free is to live with purity. And go, go to your Bible in Proverbs 15, verse 1, and the Passion, Trans- Passion Translation, too. It says, respond gently when you're confronted and diffuse the rage of another. Responding with sharp, cutting words will only make it worse. Don't you know that being angry can ruin the testimony of even the wisest of men? Question mark. Our response, it's key. We can fuse or defuse anger. And, you know, to, I love this, to live shame-free is a life of purity. Remember that our testimony, we are, when, we, when we come to Christ and we accept his salvation, we're walking testimony. We're walking tabernacles everywhere we go. So, our testimony needs to represent him. And, and really, I think this is very important because he's transitioning us into another place, into another building, and, and, and you know, like, not to be, like, we're going to be known. We're going to be known. We're in a, in a transition. People are going to start seeing that building being built. And, and 
And they're going to be like, what is going to be there? Oh, Thrive Track. Oh, that church. Yeah, the herd. Like, you know, I don't know where it was because we're here in the, you know, woods. (laughs) (laughs) But now we're going to be seen. We're right there in the action of the heart of uh, Athens because Whataburger is right there. So, you know, (laughs) Um, we're going to be seen. So we need to, this is important, we need to... Uh, be wise men and women of God. And um, the other verse is Second of Corinthians 5, verse 9 to 11. So whether we are at home or awake, make it our aim to please him. Make it our aim to please him. For we must all appear before the judgment seat so that each one may receive what is due for what he has done in the body, whether good or evil. And we're all going to be accountable to him one day. Blame is easy. Taking responsibility is hard. I'm, I'm not like the first one in taking responsibility for my <laughs> actions. But I'm learning. Hey, I'm learning. I have, two, I have great leaders around me. And I'm learning. Um, anger is easy. Self-control is hard. The second root is insecurity. And this is one that I struggle, not the most, but a lot. It maybe I don't know, maybe every woman in the room does, but, but men are subject to, that, to this as well. The problem with insecurity is that the more we become insecure, there's kind of like, um, like a, it's a connection issue. Because we're not, we're not remember our, ident- our identity. It's in Christ. So if our identity is in Christ, is in the rock, we're on shaking, right? So we need to remember that. And, and, and so insecure people, it's easy or, or is, you know, to get angry. And because insecurity is very related to feelings of self-worth. And it brings for rejection, fears, and disappointments. And I think this three, I want to uh, tap into what Pastor Rick was uh, speaking of last weekend, because you know that's a spirit of um, orphan spirit. Yeah. This brings the orphan spirit, and like, okay, some things that you need to identify. That's why this mess, this series of message has been so so good, because it's an eye opening, and you know many people don't like that too. So, yeah. um, but hey, you know rejection, and Pastor Nathan has a great message on this rejection. And created to be. I don't remember the title of it, but I think it was rejection. Maybe it was rejection. <laughs> um, uh, he said, We were all born rejected. The reason we do so many ignorant things to be accepted is because we were born rejected. So I want to suggest to you today that the reason why we get angry is because of the same things, too. Yeah. Yeah. So identify those, too. Um, and the, th- a third, the third one is pride. And with this one, I was like, you know, I had this one, like, written down, but it was blank. Because I'm like, well, I'm not prideful. <laughs> uh, and then I told Nathan, I, can, I have, like, a, the hardest time finding stuff with pride. But... <laughs> I have a good story about it. 
um, Bob Goff says, is another good author, guys. If you haven't read Love Does and Everyone Always, go buy it, read it. I mean, you're going you're gonna to start laughing in each chapter and then crying by the end of the chapter. It's like so good. My friend Lacey introduced me to Bob, and I'll forever be grateful. <laughs> um, but yeah, he said, I used to think I could shape the circumstances around me, but I know Jesus uses circumstances to shape me. And this chapter is the funniest. Like he said, you know, origami. We're like origami. The hardest, the harder you, you, you um, fill that paper and the hardest you go through your hands around it to make that uh, plie or fold. What? Crease. Thank you. That crease is the better. And that's how God uses circumstances to shape us. And so... You know, I told you a story about surrender, and the other one that was essential for my life is re repentance. So, um, I want to tell you a story about repentance, um, but let me just stop. Okay, so March of 2014, <laughs> uh, we were almost a year uh, in our marriage. And you know how they say that the, for your first year is the hardest? It was for us. <laughs> <laughs> it was the hardest. It was like, oh, like we were both like sandpapers. Like, uh, oh, my goodness. So <clears throat> March of 2014 rolls over us. And I do like the stupidest, the stupidest thing I've ever done. And... I, like, I almost kill our marriage. And, I mean, silly, but so, so stupid. Like, why did I do that for? But, you know, it was back again. We didn't have freedom. We, there, was, there was no freedom ministry in our life yet. And I think this, is, this was a motivator for, for Nathan to seek for that. And then he did. He went to Kairos and Gateway and started the freedom ministry back in our old church. But anyways, um, really hard time. We got separated for two weeks, and it was, uh, it was so hard. Like, my pride was, like, being dealt with every day, every hour. Like, I felt alone. We were, I was, he went to his, pam to his family home, and I stayed in our little house. And it's an 800-square-feet building, so it's very little. And I was like, I feel all alone. Like, I can't. Oh. It, was, it was bad. It was horrible. But uh, we did went to counseling every day, it seemed like. Um, and, but, you know, that, that, that season was hard. That season was hard. Let me just collect my thoughts. Um, my pastor advised me. She said that I need to ask for forgiveness and I need to be humbled and ask for forgiveness to him and to his family, my niece included. Because uh, she was like five, 13 at a time, 14, I don't know. She's getting old. <laughs> um, I'm getting there. Um, but so I did. I, I, 
and I didn't want to. Like, oh, that pride was there. I didn't want to. I'm like, no. Like, what? Apologize? Ask for forgiveness to him and his family? Like, who's going to apologize to me and my family? Right? Like, who's going to do that? And, I'm, and so I decided to make a dinner, and I'm cooking, right? And I'm like, oh, this is just so humbling. Like, okay. Like, it, were, it was very awkward, too. Like, I remember being very awkward, silent. And, oh, my, I feel like all those, my father-in-law has, like, animals in his trophy room. I feel like all those animals wanted to, like, eat me alive. <laughs> Like, seriously, it's serious. <laughs> and so, so I did. I asked for forgiveness. It was the hardest thing. I asked for his forgiveness. I asked for his mom's forgiveness, Billy's, and Sarah's. This. She was there. And I was, you know, like the new member of the family, like doing this and, like, you know, destroying the trust for over you know, silly stuff, and um, that, you know, the pride, once I did that, I felt like, I felt so much better, and I remember going back and telling this story to my pastor, and she said, "Um, now, have you repented? Now that you asked for forgiveness, have you repented? Because repentance brings forth the change. There's a, bear, there's a Bible verse I found yesterday, and it's not on your notes because it was too late. But um, Matthew 3, verse 8 says, Therefore, bear, brood, bear fruit in keeping with repentance. And, and let me give you this because it's really hard. Like It's, <laughs> it's one of those verses that you don't want to read. But I encourage you to read those verses that make you like, oh, this is, you know, read them. Not, not only read the ones, the good ones that make you feel good. Read all of them. Yeah. And so in this instance, um, Jesus is talking to the Pharisees, I believe. And let me read. So it's chapter 3, verse 8. Prove by the way you live that you have repented of your sins and turned to God. Don't just say to each other, we're safe, for we are descendants of Abraham. That means nothing. For I tell you, God can create children of Abraham from these very stones. Even now, the axe of God's judgment is poised, ready to sever the roots of the trees. Yes, every, tr- every tree that does not produce good fruit will be shoved down and thrown into the fire. And this is out of uh, the new the NIV. But the American stand- New American Standard says to bring, brood of your, uh, bring fruit of your repentance. So in other ways, like, you know, you repent, which is a change. That's what repentance means, a change of heart, change of mind. And, and so you repent, but you bring fruit of that. Like, what, do you, or what are you going to do now that you repented from that? What are you going to do to ballot, to, to prove to others 
that you have changed. And that was something that I needed to do. I needed to prove that I have changed. I needed to make our home a safe home so my husband could return to my home. Because he didn't belong to his family anymore. He belonged with me. But I had, you know, damaged that trust. And, and so I did. I tilted the garden and pulled up weeds. <laughs> and I think I've never done that again. <laughs> I need to. <laughs> but... <laughs> But I've done other things to prove myself that I, you know, you know, I, I stopped that because it's hard labor. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I know I'm from Honduras, but I'm a city girl. Like, my, my city was big and had like three malls versus Athens and only has Walmart. But... <laughs> Uh, so look, in, look with me, James 1, verse 19 and 20. And I'm reading this out of the Message Bible. So this it says, post this at all intersections, dear friends. Lead with your ears, follow with your tongue, and let anger strangle along in the rear. Yes, amen. <laughs> God's righteousness doesn't grow from human anger. So throw all spoiled virtue and cancerous evil in the garbage. In simply humility, let our gardener, God, landscape you with the word, making salvation, make a salvation garden of, the, of your life. You know, back to Bob Golf, let, let Jesus use you, like shape you. You know, it's hard, but it's so well worth it. Next route is uh, Dreams Denied. And I wrote this one because it's kind of like a generational, generational curse in my life. Um, I just, you know, I was releasing all anger and really surrendering to God. And Dreams Denied came to my mind, and, and I, it made me think of my dad. And my dad and I, I have like, a, you know, really difficult relationship. It's complicated, you know, if I can put it that way. It's complicated. Um, I love him, and he loves me, even though he didn't say happy birthday to me again this year, but it's okay. Uh, <laughs> our relationship has been hard and lots of wounds and ups and downs, um, and this is a subject that I'm going to teach in our whole ministry, so if you want to know more about it, like, what's the backstory of that? Like, you know, come, come to home, register. My dad uh, was out of high school and decided to go to the art academy in Honduras, Bellas Artes. Do we have, like, something like that in America? Okay. Yeah, okay. So um, he went to uh, this art academy because he's really good. Like, he's really um, good with like everything creative, really. That's what I get it from, um, even though I cannot sing or <laughs> like Noreen. Um, she's very talented. But um, he, so he was, at the time, my grandfather was in the Air Force. He was, Shauna, let me know, help me here, because he was like the highest rank of the Air Force in Honduras. Colonel, yeah. 
general, general, colonel, something. And, and he, he was also in politics, so he was very well known in our, in our city, in Honduras. And so he decided to pull my dad out of this art academy because it was just not manly enough. And I'm sure that crushed my dad. I'm sure that uh, harvest bitterness, unforgiveness, and resentment in my dad. And I don't know if that's been dealt with. I don't know. Which leads me to my second point. Anger is unresolved unforgiveness. Unforgiveness has two pimples, bitterness and resentment. And these two are addicted to the past. They like to mess with you and make you think of this thing that so-and-so tell you 10 years ago. 10 years ago. That's a lot of sons go down on your anger. And, and the Bible says do not let that son go down on your anger. And so, um, you know, the thing with the thing with bitterness, it's Bill Johnson says it's, it's like murder in diapers, because it's like you know you're so bitter at this person, you're drinking that poison of bitterness in yeah. your life, wishing that the other person is died, but yeah. you're the one that's drinking the poison. Yeah. Yeah. So no, it's a big no. So um, look with me, verse, uh, Proverbs 16, verse 32. Do you want to be a mighty warrior? Question mark. It's better to be known as one who is patient and slow to anger. Do you want to conquer a city? Question mark. Rule over your temper before you attempt to rule a city. I love that verse. And then... The other version, the ESB. Whoever is slow to anger is better than the mighty. And he who rules his spirit than the one that takes a city. So resentment and bitterness, back to them. Um, just you know, just get rid of them. It's, it's hard on me. I get really quick, resented and bitter towards something. But I've learned to just take it to the Lord and remember um, Hebrew 12.12. 12. And there's also in your screen, therefore lift up your dropping hands and strengthen your weakened knees and make straight path for your feet. So that what is lame may not be put out of joint, but rather be healed. Amen. Strive for peace with everyone and for the holy, holiness, and for the holiness without which no one will see the Lord. So you have to, like Nathan said, in that message, I remember he was very clear and I like it shocked me for a minute because he said, you know, in order to be accepted for the Lord, you have to be perfect. And like, well, nobody can be perfect. But then Jesus was perfect, and he's our mediator. So, you know, we go to him, and we strive for holiness, and then we'll see the Lord. So 
it goes on and says, see that, see that no one fails to obtain the, the grace of God, that no root of bitterness springs up and causes trouble, and by it many become defiled. I love that. I, movies is my favorite language. It's my, it's my love language. Movies is my love language. So one of my favorite movies is The Hobbit. And, and I love the part where um, the king, they're talking about this orc, the pale orc. And they call this pale orc, Asuk the Defiler. And I love it. It's so spiritual to me. I'm like, oh, that's bitterness. Go see this movie. Go see this orc. And he is just bitter. Like his face is bitterness. And so Aslan the Defiler comes in. They have a big fight. And the king chops off his his arm. And he thinks... You know, years had gone by. He thinks this king, which is the good king, thinks that this defiler, Asok, this orc, bitterness, let's call him bitter, bitter has died of his wounds because he shot up his arm. But he didn't know that he survived. With the rest of these people knew he, he was alive. This orc was still alive. Bitter was still alive. And... Oh, man, like, you know, he founds out when he sees him, he founds out that he's alive. And obviously, you know, I think it stirs up anger inside of him, and he wants to kill him. Well, or um, dwarfs, which is this king, he's a tiny thing. He's a dwarf. And this, this thing, the bitter, is huge. But it doesn't matter for him. He goes in, and he he kills him at the end. You know, spoiler alert, sorry. Ah, he kills him. But, you know, that's the victory. Because we're, you know, when we are in freedom of learn, we are fighting from victory. Yeah. Not for victory because it's already been given to us. God already won the battle for us. All we have to do is fight from that victory. So... Go watch the movie, even though I spoil it. Sorry. <laughs> and, you know, uh, Hebrews 12, 12. Oh, man, let me read it. Like, it's so good. I mean, the whole chapter is so good. But 12, 12, again, so take a new grip with your tired hands and strengthen your weak knees. Mark out a straight path for your feet so that those who are weak and lame will not fall but become strong. So what I'm doing right now, I am, I went, um, Sarah Madeira, Sarah Wood, she prays, she prayed for me last, last Sunday. And she said, you know, Ali, I believe that this, and, you know, even though the enemy will test you with anger, which he did, <laughs> a week long, for three weeks, I think, he's, Three weeks. Yeah, he's been testing me. I mean, even in the, in the workplace, poor Lacey. Like, she's my, you know, she's my boss lady and friend. And she's like, I noticed some friction over here. And I'm like sitting right next to her. And I'm like, you think? Mm. <laughs> there is friction. 
Um, uh, but, you know, he's been testing me, putting, like, anger stuff on me, like, cars. Like, they, they like, really? Tailgating me? Like, passing me? Like, don't you dare passing the mini bon- mini van mom car. Like, what? They're testing me, like, for real. <laughs> I'm the person that gets angry driving, yes. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Let's continue reading the Word of God. Um, 14, it says, work at living in peace with everyone and work at living a holy life. For those who are not holy will not see the Lord. Look after each other so no one fails to receive the grace of God. Wash out that no, no poisonous root or, bitter, or bitterness grows up to trouble you, corrupting many. Make sure that no one is 16. I'm in 16. It's not on your notes, sorry. Make sure that it, no one is immortal or godless like Esau who traded his birthright at the birth, at, at, as the firstborn son, son for a single meal. You know that after war, afterwards, when he wanted his father's blessing, he was rejected. It was too late for repentance, even though he begged with bitter tears. Don't let that happen. Don't let it be too late for you to be repented. For you to seek surrender to, to the Lord, to the tender. Um, <laughs> surrender to the tender. Um, you know, I love that story. And I want to close. Um, this is one of the books that have impacted my life just in this past year. I started reading this book, and it's uh, Raising Giant Killers by Bill Johnson. And it is a book, you know, talks about parenting. But it is so good. There's a lot of manna in here. A lot. And let me read to you his words. Almost at the very end. He says, Jesus did not suffer the way he did so we could only attend to church. I'm not putting church attendance down. I love it. But there is so much more. He purchases, he purchased us Bring us into his family that we may be manif- that we that we might manifest who he is and what he is like to the world. We have the honor of representing him. In the same way that resurrection follow the cross, so does breakthroughs of promises follow our sacrificial change. Change is not easy. It's hard. Like we don't we don't accept change easily. Yeah. I remember just I think just two months ago, Walmart <laughs> changed everything in Athens. Oh my goodness! <laughs> you <laughs> people were people were hateful. Yeah. Yeah. People were like, it take what it used to take me. I read comments in Facebook. What it used to take me one hour now it takes me two. Like, well, you know, bless your little heart, right? Is that, a, is that an insult? Bless your heart. Bless your heart. Is that a, that's a Christian insult. So, uh, there you go. Um, 
So, you know, sacrificial. I love what he says. Sacrificial change brings breakthrough of promises. Let me continue. It says, we have been given all the tools. We need to bring about transformation and discipleship to the nations. He longs for that. Everything we'll ever need was provided for us in the sacrifice of the Lamb of God on our behalf. And it is from that place, from his accomplishments, that we have the confidence to live, serve, and envision the future. I love that. You know, I, I love church, too. I, I think the corporate gathering, corporate, corporate worship is my favorite. Like, I love to worship. I'm a true, you know worship leader even though I cannot sing but I like to worship God out loud um, but and I love corporate worship but but we're not here just to do church and be sitting down here receiving the message and then go home and then what you know, I think I believe that that tribe I was telling the ladies and the, the greeters I was telling them that tribe is going to be more like, like uh, Dennis, tw- open 24-7. Because we, you know, I don't want to see that parking lot empty ever. <coughs> I want to see it filled with cars and people all the time. All the time. Not just for Sundays, every day. And, and so we need to, like, you know, come here and, and, and do, do the extra mile. Show people the God's, God's love. Um, before I do um, a ministry activation, on Mother's Day this year, I went to the store for two things only. Two sweet baby rays because we were out. And it was barbecue. Our, my father-in-law did some barbecue. And so, you know, two sweet baby rays, Allie, and that's it. That's it. Okay. So I go in. We go in and save a lot. Sarah's waiting for me in the car. And I go in with a mission. Don't look at anything else. Just grab the sweet baby rays, and that's it. And I did it. And I'm waiting over there. There's a lady in front of me. And she um, has a lot of groceries. And I'm waiting for my two sweet baby race. And um, I see her. You know, she's almost to be checked out. And I see her pulling her wallet. And God is warming my heart. And I'm sweating. And just to, rem- just to remember that, I'm kind of sweating. And my heart is racing. And here it is, and God said, pay for her groceries. And I look at the grocery, you know, total, and it's $176. And I'm like, whoa, okay. <laughs> okay, Lord, oh my goodness, is it you? Is it you? <laughs> um, and I have in my hand, I have my mother-in-law's credit card. And I'm like, well, you know, it's, it's even gold. It's even gold looking credit card. 
I'm like, there's a lot of gold here. <laughs> but then he wants me to pay with my credit card. And you know, we live on a budget. So I'm like, well, that's out of our budget, Lord. And I watched that lady. She had five credit cards. And I watched her going one at a time, trying to pay her her groceries. And I didn't pay for them. I didn't. But I told the Lord, I repented, and I told the Lord, please use me again. I want to do that again. So here it is, the Lord testing me. He's so good. Like, he's so good. I love how he just tests me like that. He's there. I'm, I'm, (laughs) this is like, like, he's so funny. He's always in a good mood, guys. Here I am in the Whataburger parking lot. And we're very privileged and blessed to have a Whataburger card with us. Well, I noticed that behind me there's a lady. It's crying. She's crying. I can tell she's very upset and she's crying. And I go to the, to the store, to the um, you know, window, drive through window get my stuff, and ask the girl that is working, which is Shay, our nursery leader, team leader, or, um, yeah, volunteer. She, I ask her, Shay, hey, um, like, how much is her, her stuff? And she said, oh, she has three meals. And I said, oh, I'm, how much is that? Like, I don't know. Like, and she's like, oh, like $18. And I said, okay. Um, pay for her, pay for her uh, food. Well, you see, the Lord is like, you know, also pressing on me. Like I'm sweating and my heart is uh, racing because I'm seeing her. She's upset and it's like only 9 a.m. in the morning. And so I'm going to, okay, I'm going to pay for her, for her food. But then I have the water burger card and God wants me to pay with my card. And I'm like, oh, God, Lord, I'll do it. So, you know, I felt like, like even though it wasn't the amount of this lady's groceries, I felt like God, you know, was trusting me back again. And that feels really, really good. You know, there's always um, redemption in him. So I want to make a, a ministry activation with you guys. So whenever you just, you know, right there where you're at, Let's be hot. Let's be op- honest, open, and transparent with the Lord. Just ask the Lord. Lord, will you show me if I have allowed the enemy a place of influence in my life? Anywhere in my life. Just evaluate that. Once the spirit is identified or that thing that has taken 
a place in your life, a place of influence in your life has been identified. Ask the Lord, <coughs> will you show me where that spirit was first given permission to have an influence? What was the open door? And you know, you know what was it. And the Lord knows too, because he sees through your heart. He can see through your heart. So repent. Repent for giving a place to that thing, that spirit that was not from God. And ask him for forgiveness. Say something like this, Lord, today I choose to repent for allowing the enemy a place of influence in my life. Now receive that forgiveness. Because he is willing to forgive you. Now I'm gonna I'm gonna pray using God's authority. And and I want you to stand, please. Let's pray. Lord, I just thank you so so much, Lord, for everything you have done, all the tools you have provided for us, Lord. Truly the kingdom of your kingdom is at hand, Lord. We thank you, Father, for just the freedom that we have to come to church without being persecuted. Lord, we come, and sometimes you, we even, we didn't even ask for your blessings for keeping our going in and out of every place, our homes, to church, to restaurant. Lord, you keep us safe. Such a good father you are. Lord, with the authority that you have given me and given each of every one of us, Lord, I renounce, I break, I sever all agreement that we have made with spirits that don't belong to us, to you. And in Jesus' name, I commend every spirit to go in Jesus' name. To be released in Jesus' name, that assignment is over me, over us. And I take authority with the blood of the Lamb. And with the word of our testimony, Lord. And I thank you. I thank you, Father. Just fill us with thanksgiving. Fill us. And empower us to have change, to have sacrificial change. I receive your presence, Lord. We receive your goodness, Lord. And it's in Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen.